Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is How Did I Get It Made with AJ Tesler. I'm AJ Tesler. I'm a television and film producer and director. And this podcast aims to answer the question that only I want to know the answer to. How am I going to get all these things made? This episode, I'm going to go through a lot of the updates. If you haven't caught the previous two episodes on Anchor or iTunes or Showtime or Spotify, then please do so you'll know what I'm talking about. In the meanwhile, I'm going to talk about where my projects are, how close I am to getting them made, and what you can do to make sure that your project moves along at the same glacial speed that all mine is. Let's get into it. This is another episode of How Did I Get It Made, and this has been an unnecessary theme song. Hello, everybody. All right, we're back. I don't know where we went, um, but uh, we're back. Uh, we're doing this every Tuesday. We're going to have a little conversation, keep myself accountable, give myself something to talk about, some people to talk to, because when you are working from home and developing your own projects, there is nobody checking in on whether or not these projects are getting done. It is only your own personal vendetta against the entertainment industry that is going to force these things to get made. And that's the way I like to think about it. Every single thing that I do is revenge against all of my haters. Can I prove them wrong? Or am I going to prove them right and fail miserably? Well, we'll see. Why do I have haters? Good question. Not sure that I do. All in my mind, it all comes with the idea of the industry. It's all part of, the, it's all part of the own, your own sickness of working in entertainment, of just having to prove something to somebody that doesn't even know you exist. So here I am. I've got uh, around 15 projects. I'm going to update you on the ones that we've already talked about, and then I'm going to share uh, some progress on a new one. Um, let's see. All right. So television projects, I talked about Chimera, which is my animated show in set in the pharma world with two great producing partners. Uh, I am currently still out to Reese Darby, still waiting to hear a response. Part of the problem with going out after people and, and trying to build these packages is that it takes forever, especially when you're not Jerry Bruckheimer. And so I had reached out to Reese's manager in October, I believe, I was told that if I really wanted him to consider it, I'd have to wait till our flag is death is over, uh, which was going to be the end of the year. We're now midway through January. I have followed up already, and I'm hoping that soon I will have an answer from him. My guess is that it is going to be a pass. Usually, if somebody waits this long, that's what it means. And we are going to have to move on. But maybe I'll get lucky and Reese will want to do it. And then I can go straight to the moon with it. I've got a update on my uh, competition show that I've been developing with Emmy Award winning Nick Murray. Now, I say it like that because he says it like that. He actually says it with a British accent. But um, just to be clear... Uh, I am very impressed that he has won a number of Emmys, but uh, beyond that, my uh, excitement about working with him is that we creatively see things in the same way, we have a similar sense of humor, and we really enjoy working on this project together. 
and uh, we had a meeting with a showrunner recently who's interested and we are uh, deliberating on what to do with that piece of information now part of the problem with packaging is that you're never sure when a package is too much or not enough and from my experience and i've said this before in this podcast my goal in any package is to make it undeniable make it so clear as to what the show is what you're getting and what it's going to be like to work on it and to uh, to watch it that the only reason they say no is they don't like your show well that's fine there was no way you were going to get them to like your show because you were there was a different producer involved and so for me if I go in with a talent host, a production company, a showrunner, then I've done all of the work. And it's really just a question of, do you like this show and do you think it'll work on this network? So we're, we're deliberating on what to do and, and how to fully package it. And that is a, a constant conversation uh, to make sure that we're put, putting ourselves into the best position to sell it. Uh, I had another meeting with uh, this female comedian. Again, her name is Steph Dagg, and you should follow her. She's hilarious. And we are developing her show. We got, She did an incredible job on you know, really breaking down all of the different beats of her show. But now what we're doing is we're taking all of these beats and really dialing it into what would a pilot episode of that look like? What is 22 and a half minutes of a show? And... My concept with this is that I'm going to take a fully formed package, I'm going to make a special version of her stand-up comedy, I'm going to shoot it like a special, so that I have, uh, I'm putting her best foot forward in explaining why not only is this a great show, but why she's the right person to be involved and why this show makes sense for the particular network that we're after. Now... Um, the other shows that I've kind of been out and about with, there's two other formats. Those are out in the ether. I have not had a chance to follow up on them because they have long been on my development slate without a lot of progress. The people that have them currently who are excited about them, I just haven't followed up with, and that's on me. I have to do that. Uh, nobody's going to call you uh, because something landed on their desk. You know, they you have to you have to stay on top of it. Nobody's going to be more passionate about your show than you. Nobody's going to be more passionate about you getting it across the finish line than you. Um, and so, uh, just a reminder to myself to to reach out to the people about those couple of shows. Um, the other big one, the new one that to to talk about. Actually, before I do that, I'm going to talk about the the talent that I had talked about last time. There's a format I'm developing with a friend, Jen Mailer, uh, in the cooking space. And I know exactly how I'm going to package that. But the first thing is really getting that talent attached. I've got the two pieces, the pieces of talent that I think are great for the show. We are still negotiating what that contract looks like to attach them to the show. They have one idea. We have a different idea. I need to kind of maintain and retain all the rights to sell it across the entire world because if I don't, the American networks are going to have a hard, harder time really greenlighting something because they really want 
to be able to sell it to the variety of places. Now, if I were able to sell it internationally first, it would give me the opportunity to retain rights in the U.S. market for international markets, which ultimately would be more valuable for me as a producer. But I have to prove that it's a hit elsewhere first. That's why there are these companies like All3 Media, Fremantle, Endemol, who are really in that format game of finding big formats that work in other countries and then bringing them to the United States, developing them into uh, into U.S.-based television shows, but they've already sold it to other territories. I worked at Lion TV a long time ago. Cash Cab was kind of our also cash cow uh, at the time where we had that show was in every language in every country and uh, and made a mint for the company. Uh, but it wouldn't have been able to do that if they sold it to the U.S. market first because the U.S. market is going to want to buy up all international rights and then they can sell it internationally and make whatever dollars back on their investment. Um, so, uh, so that is kind of the current conversation with those guys as we're trying to work out the details of wow, how we can work together. And in the meanwhile, we've developed the concept to a point, but neither of us are really all that interested in forcing the issue any further until we're sure that we're going to get this deal and we're going to be able to work together. So we have kind of a 75% of a, of a show developed. And once these guys sign and we have an agreement on A, what the show is, and B, what kind of uh, agreement we're going to be looking at, then we'll be able to move forward really quickly. Because I know a ton of people in the cooking space uh, as showrunners. I know directors in the space. I know um, production companies in the space too. And so I'll be able to get into all those places. But until I actually have the talent, I can't do that because then I'm selling a bill of goods. And... You know, somebody who's new, who's listening, well, like, yeah, this sounds easy. You just know these people. I didn't always know these people. And the fact of the matter is that it's all just kind of relationships. It's all people that I met along the way. And if I had a manager or an agent that was working with me and helping me getting this stuff out, I wouldn't need to have these personal relationships, although they will always help. It's much easier to sell something to somebody you know because they want to help you. They want to be a part of whatever your success is, and they believe in you already. That's why they're friends with you. Um, but in the meanwhile, all I have are these personal relationships from doing hobbies, from from going to classes, from... Uh, going out and meeting people, going to parties, whatever it is, and never with the intention of like, someday you'll be a useful tool for me. Uh, That in turn makes you a useful tool. Really, it's just about making relationships the way you normally would as a human being. Be a human being. It's hard in this business to remember that. Uh, We've heard so many horror stories about how successful people got successful by being the opposite of a human being. Jumping with Sharks is a movie that jumps to mind about exactly that. And the truth is that, yeah, that happens. And people who are pushy and don't take no for an answer uh, find success in this business. But also people who are human beings find success and also a good balance in their life. And so which do you want? Now, the other project that I am just now, they just signed about a week and a half ago, is actually an internet project. I have a long history in the internet, some of which I'm very proud of. And um, 
And so I have optioned a foreign language children's animation. It is a very successful channel in their home country. Speaking of formats, I'm kind of using that that knowledge that all of these major media companies have kind of leaned on over decades of success, and I'm kind of targeting it towards the internet. So I found this very specific children's animation told in a in a Georgian language. It's called Jose the Giraffe. You can look it up on on YouTube. And we are currently in the process of developing that for the English language. Uh, I'm working with a Georgian translator, a Georgian family friend of mine from uh, from back in Los Angeles, who uh, who brought my attention to this. And we're going to develop it into the American language. We're going to re-record all the audio, the music. Put it all together and then strategize around how to release it. Now, this is something that I'm not looking for outside investors to actually make happen. This is something that I think that I can do by myself with this partner of mine, and his name is Danny Danny Prossman. He goes by Danny P, uh, which is questionable, but he's an adult. I guess it's okay. I go by AJ, and uh, the two of us are are going to work together on getting this from this Georgian language that neither of us really understand into a fully functioning American children's cartoon. It's already produced. It's already made. The only thing we have to do is add the audio and change that up. And once we've done that, the hope is that I can, through my history and kind of audience development on the internet, I can build an audience for this in the English speaking territories where it could be gigantic. It's already gigantic in Georgia in this very small community. Um, of Georgian language speakers around the world. And so expanding it to the English language, I think, could be a really big opportunity for the show and for us. And again, I don't need a buyer for that. That's one of the benefits of the internet is that you can do it yourself. Now, the, the hardest part for me as a content creator has always been the consistency and finding the time to actually make a video a week, a video, two videos a month, four videos a month, eight videos a month, a video a day, whatever it is, in order to become successful. And that's the history of the internet is consistency, consistency, consistency. It may not happen for a year, it may not happen for two years, but if you stay consistent, you keep driving at it and you keep pushing and you keep getting people, you're accumulating fans, then eventually uh, you can make it to that next level of YouTube, start getting recommended start getting featured start finding collaborations with bigger name youtubers and that's how you're going to continue to grow your audience and if you can do that then all power to you you should do that it is a long road it's a lot of work it's consistency and and regular videos and you know the time and the money and the effort in order to do that is really hard to come by but if you're just starting out, it's a really great way for you to A, learn how to make things, B, learn what your voice is, what you think is good, and C, learn what an audience responds to. So anybody who's getting started out, I just would highly recommend start making videos for the internet, putting them out on whatever platform is valuable uh, at the time. And it might not be YouTube by then, it might not be TikTok by then, it might be something entirely different. So that's where that is, Josie the Giraffe. I'm excited about where that's going to go because I don't need to actually 
sell that. Now, you know, the question, how did I make it or how, how did I get that made? How did I get it made? Uh, is, is easily answered because this is just a small animation studio in Georgia looking for a way to break into the American market. But like, not a lot of people are listening to Georgian children's cartoons. So it so happened that my friend Danny P has a son, his wife is Georgian, and his son speaks Georgian, and they, he grew up watching these videos. He brought it up to me. I looked at the numbers and kind of looked at some of the analytics and thought, well, maybe there's a way to make this happen. And then they reached out, and it was that simple. And we connected, and they liked what we had to say, and they appreciated all of our experience, and that's how that deal happened. Um, in terms of the film projects, Rocket Girl, very exciting to announce that we've hired a writer. So we finally found a writer who could work in our budget with the, all of the appropriate, appropriate skills and talent. She's an incredible writer. Her name is Lauren Flans. She's been a friend of mine forever. We went to college together. And she's written for me in the past, and um, after talking about it with Nick and talking about it and talking about it, we really decided that the we were just going to need to do it. We are going to need to pull the trigger and get somebody to write the script and get somebody to write the version of the script that we wanted to see. Because just getting a script was going to leave us in the same position. People would read it and be like, eh, I guess it's fine. But writing, getting somebody who can write the version of the script that we wanted, we're hoping really leads to a lot better response as we get that script out. People don't have to read an entire book. They can read a script and get a better sense, sense for what we're trying to accomplish than just whatever our visual deck might look like. So super excited about Rocket Girl and where that is. Finally made some progress on that to move that down the line. Uh, the Golden Guild, Safer at Home, apparently no updates there. I followed up with the producer that I had sent the Golden Guild to, have not heard back. I do have a friend who works at FaZe Clan. I have to remind myself to send to her uh, and talk to her about maybe getting FaZe involved in that particular story. Um, there's a short film. I got another draft of the script, uh, a Clean Getaway, written by a lovely writer, Kyle Moore. Uh, oh my, who I just realized, no, no, his name is Kyle Mumford. I have a friend, Kyle Moore, also a lovely writer, also very funny. He's also an actor. He lives in Los Angeles. If you need kind of a, a guy that's down on his luck, he plays that part perfectly. Kyle Mumford is a writer that I met in New York through Kimberly Browning when I went to Tribeca. Just a friend that was sitting talking to another person. And I went up and we connected and then we got together and we have a lot of similar interests and he had this script he sent my way that I like and we're kind of redeveloping it to something that I think that we can make. This short film is an easy entry thing. It's honestly just something I want to do so I can stay creative and make something because I've been stuck in this development for so long. Um, the script for that my wife wrote called Her Name is Goldie uh, went out to a director friend that we really like who has a very specific connection to the story and and what it's about we are currently uh, she read it she loved it she talked to her producing partner who we're waiting to get notes on we're going to get notes from her this week and maybe rejigger the script slightly there's there's a cup there's one or two things that i know we're going to change and then from there we have to game plan how we're going to make get this made whether or not we go small studio route where we can get it made 
Uh, that's one version of it. And, but it ends up on maybe a platform that isn't that exciting. The other version is we try to raise the money independently, uh, which is maybe possible. And, and then the sky's really the limit and it can showcase us in a lot deeper ways. So, you know, we're leaning towards that, but we're also open to kind of whatever opportunities present ourselves in there. Uh, Strongsville, we had a meeting with our executive producer, Mickey Meyer from Corduroy, and he's been out to a couple of different directors and, uh, and producers about the script and now he's sending it out to a couple of others so that we can get a general sense of where the script is in the marketplace and if, how many legs this really has. Um, beyond that, I'm working on my book. I'm at page, I'm at word 70,000. I've got about 10,000 words to go before I feel like, okay, it's done. Um, not that I'm targeting a word count, but if I'm at 80,000, I feel like that's a full novel. That is based on one of my movies that I wrote a very long time ago. I used the movie as a uh, outline for a book, and it's been really a great way for me to get across the finish line on the book. Now, I will say that this is a project that has been about five years in the making, maybe four in the making, and it takes a long time, uh, especially because it's not my primary focus. I'm excited to finally at least be able to see the end of the first draft of it um, in the near future. And I'll update you guys on all of that stuff as I continue to work on this stuff and move it down the line. Another great update about an additional documentary pro project. Don't know if it's going to turn into anything, but there's this really incredible story that a director friend of mine had, uh, had clued me into. I really, really love the story, and I think that it can make an incredible movie. It's got mystery. It's got... Uh, unexpected characters, it's got uh, mayhem, it's all the things that are fun for me to think about. I can't go into it too much because I don't have the rights to it, but uh, I am, I've attached a, well attached, I'm having a conversation with an executive producer who I really love uh, and I love working with and the two of us are going to talk about how we might be able to go about attacking this to try to get something made. The other doc that I'm working on, uh, which is in the name of my father, uh, I had a number of phone calls with the executive producers who are financing that last week. And hopefully this week I'll have a contract for that and I can update you on that. Uh, I've I brought in a director friend for that who I think is going to be able to make a really incredible film out of this story. And once I have that signed agreement, I can share a little bit more about what that story is. It's in the true crime space, uh, mafia, female-led character, you know, all of the things that uh, make for a compelling true crime story. So I'm really excited to share that, and I'm hoping uh, by the end of this week I'll have paperwork so that I can actually share more details about it. Shorter episode today. These will probably be more in line of with how short they are. Depends, I guess, on how much I can really update and how much I work and how hard I do I work to actually get these things made. That's really what's going to dictate how long these episodes are. Do I have more to update or am I just vamping for the sake of hearing myself talk? Answer is both. Uh, 
So, uh, just a reminder, there is a Patreon, I think. Uh, try to set that up. You can also, there are additional benefits for anybody who subscribes to connect directly with me. Uh, so I can answer your questions about your development process, where you might be on your journey with that, with any of that. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's it. I hope you guys get something out of this. I know it's been super helpful for me as, again, a way to keep myself accountable. And uh, I'll see you next week. I hope you hold me to it. This has been another episode of How Did I Get It Made with AJ Tesler, a Peak Curiosity production.